Hello once again, and welcome to the Kingdom Corner Podcast. This is a great Matt Guybe. I'm excited to have you here, where we discuss how to live the kingdom culture on earth as it is in heaven, just as Jesus prayed. So, with that in mind, let's get into today's episode. I will pour out my life at your feet. Oh, I will pour out my life at your feet as an offering of love and worship unto thee. I will pour out my life at your feet. Oh, I will pour out my life at your feet as an offering of love and worship unto thee. There came a woman unto Jesus and in her hand She held an alabaster box And with much brokenness of heart That day she poured her life out at his feet She said, I will pour out my life at your feet. Oh, I will pour out my life at your feet as an offering of love and worship unto thee. I will pour out my life at your feet. Oh, I will pour out my life at your feet As an offering of love And worship unto thee So we Come before you, Jesus With nothing else but our lives alone to give Oh, with much brokenness of heart Today we lay our sacrifice at your feet We will pour out our lives at your feet Oh, we will pour out our lives at your feet As an offering of love And worship unto thee We will pour out our lives at your feet Oh, we will pour out our lives at your feet As an offering of love 
and worship unto thee. Sing it with me. I will pour out my life at your feet. Oh, I will pour out my life at your feet as an offering of love and worship unto thee. I will pour out my life at your feet. Oh, I will pour out my life at your feet as an offering of love and worship unto thee. Oh, as an offering of love and worship unto thee. Amen, amen, Kingdom Corner podcast followers. That song, we'll touch on it later, will apply to what we're going to get into today in Ephesians chapter 5. That song's been on my heart as I read through this passage and as I prepared the lesson today. And we are in Ephesians chapter 5, and at the top of my Bible, it says, Walk in Love. That's how this opens up as a title of this, that the the the, the person that um, wrote the New King James Version. And we're starting at verse 1. We're reading through verse 11. This is the text that I really want to start to dive into today. Therefore, be imitators of God as dear children, and walk in love as Christ also loved us, and has given himself for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling aroma. But fornication and all uncleanness or covetousness, let it not even be named among you, as is fitting for saints, neither filthiness nor foolish talking nor coarse jesting, which are not fitting, but rather giving of thanks." For this you know, that no fornicator, unclean person, nor covetous man who is an idolater has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and God. Let no one deceive you with empty words. For because of these things, the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Therefore, do not be partakers of with them. Verse 8, For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of the light. For the fruit of the Spirit is all goodness, righteousness, and truth, finding what is acceptable to the Lord. And verse 11, have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 1 through 11. That's what we're starting on today. And we're going to get right into this. The first verse here says, when we read it, therefore, and therefore is referencing the last verse of chapter 4, where he was wrapping up chapter 4, and we talked quite a bit about putting on the old, uh, new clothes and burning the old clothes and how we want to walk in truth. And we don't want all these negative, we talked about uh, complaining, we talked about a corrupt communication, we talked about anger and bitterness. Therefore, since we're, we've burned all those old clothes— that's what he's saying. He's connecting this next chapter. You have to realize that in the manuscripts that these 
books were taken from, the Bible, New Testament and Old. There were no chapter breaks. So it's like he's saying, "Burn because you burned all your old clothes, therefore, you know, therefore we get into this. Therefore, be, because you've done that, be imitators. And the word there for imitator means actually like a mime or a mimic. You know, you've seen mimes before, how they imitate and they act certain ways like someone else exactly. We as saints are to imitate Abba, imitate God and his essential character. We are to live a life patterned after Jesus, the patterned son. This will only be fulfilled by allowing the Spirit of God to work and flow through our lives. Therefore, be an imitator, be a mimic, be a a copier of how God is and how Jesus is as dear children. And isn't that an interesting phrase? We could refer, or we are referring, when I love to think of this verse when when we talk about little children, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child, Luke 18, 17, cannot enter therein into the kingdom of God. Why is that? Because we must have the simplicity, the trust, and 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 the heart of a little child. And what is one of the key things that you see from a little child? They imitate their parents, don't they? They say that when you want to really teach children, even teenagers, that the best way you teach them is not all the things you tell them to do or don't do, but your your life has been a model for them, and they imitate you the good things and the bad. I'm reminded when I used to walk in the door from work and my daughter was just a toddler, she'd be dressed up in one of my ties and a shirt, dress shirt. And it was, sure, it was big on her, but she was imitating daddy because I was a manager. She kind of had an idea what I did. So she imitated that. She wanted to be the manager in the living room and she'd have her, her dolls there and her stuffed animals and she'd act like the boss, like I was a boss. So that's what we're talking about, that be imitators like a mimic. We as saints are to imitate Abba and his character. John 5, 19. So Jesus answered them, this is a cross-reference, by saying, I assure you, most solemnly, I tell you, the Son is able to do nothing of himself, of his own record, or his own accord, I should say. But he's able to only do what he sees the Father doing. For whatever the Father does is what the Son does in the same way in His turn. uh, Amplified classic rendition. So Jesus was imitating the Father, and He was following what the Father did. And children are so good at that. And we must have that childlike heart to imitate our Heavenly Father, to imitate Jesus. Matthew 5.48, another cross-reference. Therefore you shall be perfect, just as your Father in heaven is perfect right? And in today's lesson, when we're talking about these things, let's go on and read 1 John 4, 16 to 19, and then I'm going to swing back to something. And we know, that is, we understand, recognize, are conscious of, by observation and by experience, and believe, that is, we adhere to, put faith in, and rely on the love of God cherishes for us. God is love, He who dwells and continues in love dwells and continues in God, and God dwells and continues in him. In this union and communion with him, love is brought to completion and attains perfection with us that we may have confidence in the day of judgment with assurance and boldness to face him, because as he is, wow, this is so key, 
so are we in this world. We are to be as Jesus. How is that accomplished? Because of the confidence we have in his love for us. Just like the confidence a child has in the love that his daddy or his mom or their mommy has for them, they have confidence. We have confidence because God loves us so much, and then he dwells in us, and out of that flows this imitation of God, this imitation of Jesus, okay? And so I want to swing back to three things that I see here, three things. Everyone, first of all, has a name, right? That's what we're going to talk about today. What kind of name are you carrying, and what does your name represent? Everyone also has a certain scent. Do you know that each individual person there is in the world today carries a unique scent? Nobody has the same scent or body, we'd call it body odor, that anyone else does. We all have a unique scent. And there's something, when he mentioned he's talking about the aroma in the one verse there, be imitators of God. And then in verse two, he talks about a sweet smelling aroma of God as a sacrifice for God, that Christ was the aroma, that we are to be a sweet smelling aroma. It reminded me years and years ago as a little boy, when I used to walk through the rose garden that my grandmother so meticulously planted and cared for, the wonderful scent that carried. And there's something about He's talking about the uh, sense of smell that is unlike any other of the five senses we have because it connects with our memory in such a powerful way. And I remember that rose garden that my grandmother had. I can still smell it. When I smell a rose, it takes me back to what walking through her garden was like. And so we're talking about the name. What kind of name do you carry? Jesus, of course, was the greatest name of all. What kind of scent do you carry? We're going to talk about that. And finally, we're talking about walking in the light, and they all are connected. And that's what this lesson is It's so powerfully about today. And then in verses, he goes into verses from verse three on to about three to seven there, and there's a contrast with what the world is like. We are like perfume. We carry a powerful name because we carry the name of Jesus, the name of God, and then he contrasts what the world is like and what people in the world are like, okay? Kind of for a real contrast. And I want to read you something that I think is very, very timely. It was written back in the mid to late 60s by a dear man of God named Racy Stedman. Racy Stedman. And this chapter where I took this out of is called The Call of the Hour. And it has to do with Ephesians chapter 5, verses 1 and 2. Therefore, the purpose of the church, and perhaps this will clarify our thinking these days, since there is so much trouble and confusion, the purpose of the church is not to make the world a better place to live in. It is to make a better people to live in it. Then as kind, a kind of byproduct, and always as that, these better people will make the world a better place. So the church is given the secret of life. Christians are the only ones who have this secret. Let me read that again. It's such a powerful paragraph here. Therefore, the purpose of the church is not to make the world a better place to live in. It is to make a better people 
that's you and I, church, to live in it. Then as a byproduct, and always as that, these better people, these better saints, you and I, dear church, these better people will make the world a better place. So the church is given the secret. Remember, we talked about the mysterion in Ephesians 2 and 3, that Paul was given the revelation of the mysterion and revealing the, what the powerful gospel of Christ could do, not just for the Jews, but for the whole world as people came to know Jesus. That was the church is given the secret of life. We're given that mysterion. We're to carry on Paul's message of revealing it. Christians are the only ones who have this secret. And part of the secret we're beginning to go into today is revealed here in what kind of name you carry, what kind of scent you carry, and are you allowing your light to shine? That, that's just the introduction. I'm just getting started here. Therefore, be imitators of God. How? In your name. Remember the Smith Barney commercial, you know, it was all about, you know, when people hear that name, they look. And it'll be the same way with Jesus Christ. When people hear at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. And it'll be even more powerful than that Smith Barney commercial, what that name represented. Be imitators. Have your name be representative of a son and daughter of God, a fully overcoming victorious son and daughter of God. And what kind of scent, like he talks about here in verse 2, such a powerful verse here. Verse 2 again. Walk in love as Christ also loved us and given himself for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God for a smelling, sweet-smelling aroma. Do you know where to be? A sweet-smelling aroma? And we're going to get into that in this study. And like the Stedman paragraph that I read, it's not to make the church better, but it's to make those of us in the church, the called-out ones, better people. That's what God desires to do. That's what it means to be an imitator of God, an imitator of Jesus. Let's see here. Imitating as little children. And we taught, we, I believe we read that verse, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child will not enter. And we talked about being a little children, as little children. And then I read 1 John 5, 4 to 6, First uh, John 4, I'm sorry, 16 to 19, which was written by John the Beloved, probably Jesus' most famous disciple, because he laid on Jesus' breast. He allowed Jesus to love him. He wrote the Gospel of John, and also First and Second, Third John, which the word may know, or the word to receive, he knew how to receive is written is that Greek word meno to receive or to abide really is what it means to abide to rest upon is mentioned thirty times. Do you think John the Beloved who knew something about that? I do. He knew about what it was to be loved and to be the beloved of Jesus. And like this says, there's no fear in love. Dread does not exist. But full-grown, complete, perfect love turns fear out of doors, expels all fear and terror, and brings with it no thought of punishment any longer. He who is afraid, afraid has not reached the full maturity of love, is not yet grown up in love's perfection. In this union, I'm going to drop back to 17, verse 17, 
and communion with him, love is brought to completion, attains perfection with us, that we might have confidence for the day of judgment, with assurance and boldness to face him, because as he was or is in this world, so are we. We are that sweet aroma, friend. We are that strong, mighty name. Our name represents something powerful, and we are the light that dispels darkness. We're just getting into this. We're at the 20-minute mark here, and we're just touching the surface. Let's see what other cross-references we might read. Walk in love. Let's read this. Walk in love. That's what we read in verse 2. And then we'll become that sweet-smelling aroma, as Christ did. Walk in love is a reiteration of chapter 4, verse 1, Ephesians 4, 1, that says, walk worthy of the vocation. Uh, and it's just saying it in another way, or walk in love. This says the same thing in a different way that Paul was expressing when he said, walk worthy of the vocation in uh, the previous chapter, verse 1, 4, 1. Another cross-reference, Galatians 5, 22. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. And again, we're talking about fruit, the fragrance of a fruit, you know, fresh fruit. You cut open a sweet orange or an apple and you can smell that uh, when they're when they're nice and ripe and they're ready to eat and they're they're good valuable fruit instead of rotten fruit you can smell that it carries an aroma like we're talking about and that's what the fruit of the spirit of God's spirit in your life will carry fresh fruit always flows from us naturally when we're abiding, or as John the Beloved said, or remaining in Christ, that aroma, we carry a fresh smell. What kind of smell? What kind of scent are you carrying? When you're living in Christ this way, people want to be around you. They desire to be around you. You don't even have to say much. I'm not saying you shouldn't witness or tell of God's love or what he's done in your life. In fact, you won't be able to help but tell of it. But a lot of times people can just Sense that sweetness and smell that aroma that you carry. Or are you being like last chapter where we talked about you still haven't burned those old clothes and they stink and smell when you come around people? Is that kind the kind of scent you're carrying? Burn those old clothes. We've talked enough about that. And begin to allow God to take hold of your heart and begin to lay your life down at the altar like I sang about and a sweet smell will come out of that. The lady there broke that alabaster box, and we're going to get into that. She poured that aroma out at Jesus' feet. And of course, some criticized, but Jesus said that would be a memorial, a memorial for all the ages. You know, it wasn't about the money that was spent. Uh, I think that represented a whole year's wages, but it was about the sacrifice she'd made uh, that represented her whole life. Before him, you know, he who is forgiven much loveth much. And I believe that woman loved much. She was out of, I believe, a lifestyle of adultery or not just adultery, but uh, she was like, um, you know, a professional woman who sold her her body, you know, to other men, you know. Uh, a whore, I guess you would say. I, I was trying to think of a better word to say, but she knew she had been forgiven much by Jesus. Uh, the the word in 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 Ephesians five two it says it says uh, walk in love 
also has he has loved us and given himself for us. The Greek means he's given himself up for us, speaking ultimately of his death. Uh, Galatians 2.20, I have been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. The life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself up for me. We must imitate, like I said in the beginning, be imitators, be mimics to do the same thing, to lay our lives down for our family, for our wives, for our husbands, for our children, and for our neighbors and people in our metron, people in our uh, neighborhood, people in our our town where we live. That is, Christ took our place on be, on our behalf. We are to offer up our lives as well as a living sacrifice. Again, John the Beloved said, Greater love has no man than this, that he lay his life down for his friends. And he was talking, of course, about Jesus' great sacrifice. But we need to lay our lives down for our friends. It may not be physically, though that may happen, but it's even the laying down by how we live. Lay our own desires down. Read Philippians 2. We've read that before here about how Jesus did not take on any reputation, but he humbled himself and gave himself. He was Even before he gave himself physically, he was laying his life down as a servant to the disciples and to all those he ministered to. Now, at this point uh, of, of the broadcast, is a good time because we're going to have another scripture here right before we get off that applies to the lesson and also applies to the song I sang. But it, right now, as I was thinking of this lesson, I couldn't help but think of some more resources that really apply. So at this point, I want to take a short break, and I want to tell you about a couple resources uh, God helped me to create. And if you've been following the Kingdom Corner podcast for long, I believe you can really see the value and benefit that my teaching can be if you apply it to your life and if you have allowed God to begin to enlighten these things to you. Having said that, at the time we launched the Kingdom Corner podcast here uh, in September of 2019, I had also started to write a book based on my many years of study of the book of Ecclesiastes. Uh out of that also came, with the encouragement of friends, an online course of seven to eight hours of, of video and audio. And this book is called, I'll just tell you now, it's called Searching for Significance, A Devotional Journey Through the Book of Ecclesiastes. My course is, is titled the same thing. And I'll just read you one of the advertisements that I put out there on Facebook. Check out our new course excuse me, Searching for Significance, a devotional journey through Ecclesiastes. For less than a cup of coffee per day, we will deliver these edifying resources to you. One, an online course of 18 sessions, about 20 to 30 minutes for each session, or seven to eight total hours. Two, a physical copy of a the course workbook. Oh, it's a beautiful workbook with heart-searching questions to help you process what you've heard and find some direction for your life. It's a beautiful workbook um, that a, a friend of mine is so talented in that kind of thing created. And there are questions that go along with each audio session so you and God can process that day's information together. A digital copy of the course workbook that you could be reading while you're also listening. You know, you could be following 
to the audio because the audio does follow that. A physical copy of my book, Searching for Significance. Altogether, it's about a two-hour read, 17, 18 chapters. I encourage everybody to just read a chapter a day. It will take you about five or 10 minutes. And a digital copy also of Searching for Significance. See www.significanceacademy.com. See www.significanceacademy.com. Today, if you let me know that you've... uh that you want these resources, I'm prepared. If you let me know, you can go to my email, Matthew, M-A-T-T-H-E-W-P-G-E-I-B, Matthew, M-A-T-T-H-E-W, middle initial P-G-E-I-B, G-E-I-B, at gmail.com. If you let me know that you want this material, I'm prepared to give you a 10% discount if you mention it, that, that you've heard it here at the Kingdom Corner podcast, I'm prepared to do that. So having said that, that's my shameless plug. The, I want to also say this show is wonderfully produced by a gentleman by the name of Logan Legrand. These shows are not free for me to do. Uh, I believe in, I've had a, 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 went through quite a thing in my life of, you know, I just think the gospel should be free. And yet when you're uh, a laborer in these things and you're producing these things and you're writing a book and you're putting together um, an audio class to take online, these things cost money and that I put out of my pocket. My book to produce cost money. And what I want to say to you is these funds, if you would pay for this course and get all these wonderful resources it's going to go right back into the production of the Kingdom Corner podcast. It's going to go right back into producing more. I have more uh, resources and things I want to produce to uh, release to the kingdom of God, to release to God's people. It's going to go right back into that. So having said that, we're coming up on almost 30 minutes, and I believe next week, you know, I've, I've done this shameless plug for five, six minutes here because I don't do that a lot here. We will get back into how uh, searching for significance, a devotional journey through Ecclesiastes, how that applies to this lesson of what scent do you carry or what name are you carrying? Because it does have a connection. There's a chapter in here, and we're going to get into that next time into this book that ties into Ephesians chapter 5 uh, being a scent or an aroma, a sweet-smelling aroma for God. It's called Perfume. It's chapter 10 in Searching for Significance, Devotional Journey Through Ecclesiastes. You have to get the book. You should get the resources. You won't be disappointed. I guarantee that. So having said all that, thank you for being on the Kingdom Corner podcast today. May God bless you in your pursuit of God. Amen. Thank you once again for being part of the Kingdom Corner. Make sure you click that subscribe button so you get notified every time we release a new episode. Welcome to the family. Be blessed.